Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need a little context to understand what's happening in this gospel passage. First of all, there's a big chunk missing, and we'll get to that, but it starts sort of in the middle of the scene. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told them all that they had done and taught. Where have they been? What have they been teaching? What have they done? So we have to back up a little bit to understand why they've come to Jesus with all this news to share. Jesus has sent them out on the mission, sent them out two by two. Um, And he ordered them, he gave them a lot of instructions. They were supposed to go with nothing, no bread, no bag, no money. And they were to go out and spread the news that he was coming near and that people should repent and turn to the Lord. And Mark's gospel tells us they were so successful at this that they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. So they're very excited to return to their teacher, to come back to Jesus and say, look at what we were able to do in your name. Look at all the good work we did. Look at those who've been made well. And of course, a thing like that doesn't happen without people taking notice. And so wherever Jesus goes, because Jesus has been doing his own healing and teaching and casting out of demons, wherever he goes, His reputation goes ahead of him. And there are great crowds of people rushing to come near to this great teacher and healer. And the disciples, the apostles, have even amplified that by the good work that they've done. And so it says many were coming and going. They're surrounded by crowds all the time. And Jesus and his apostles have no leisure even to eat. And Jesus invites them then to go away to a deserted place. They need to rest. They need to eat. They need a moment away from all of these crowds. And it makes sense that Jesus would invite them to the deserted place for this moment away. The wilderness has been an important place. The deserted places have been important in this gospel. Mark's gospel starts with a voice crying in the wilderness, a voice in the deserted place. It's the voice of John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus, and it's a voice that echoes all the way back from Isaiah's promise that that voice would be heard when God's good work came to earth again. And it's in the wilderness where Jesus is baptized where the Holy Spirit breaks through the heavens and anoints him. 
The wilderness is where Jesus' public ministry began. He started this work in the deserted place. And so when they are feeling the need for rest, he and the apostles go back into a deserted place. But at this point in Mark's gospel, there will be no more deserted places for Jesus and the disciples. The crowds will follow them everywhere. So even as they get in the boat to go across the lake to find this deserted place, folks on the shore see that it's them and run ahead to the other side to be there when they get off of the boat. So they are tired. They are hungry. Jesus and his disciples have been surrounded by these crowds. And yet, even in that weary place, Jesus looks at this crowd and he has compassion on them, for they are like sheep without a shepherd. A shepherd, you need to understand in Mark's gospel and in much of the scripture, is not simply a person who takes care of sheep. The shepherd is a symbol for God's anointed leader. It's no coincidence that David, the great king of Israel, was a shepherd boy before he was elevated to the throne. And we just heard from the book of Jeremiah a passage of what can go wrong with shepherds. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. He says, you've scattered my flock and you've not attended to them, and so I will attend to you for your evil ways. The shepherd then stands in for the leaders of Israel, particularly the kings. And at this point in Jesus' ministry, Israel is under a very wicked king indeed. Just last week we heard of King Herod and his abuses of power. On a whim, seemingly, he has John the Baptist executed and leaves John's followers without their shepherd. He seems to have no regard for the work that John is doing on God's behalf or for the love of the people who are following John. So when Jesus sees them and says they were without a shepherd, he is lamenting that they don't have the kind of leadership God imagines for them. And so he looks at them with compassion and our gospel passage today says he teaches them many things, but he doesn't just teach them. Now we get to that part that's been cut out of the lectionary. In the middle here, these 19 verses we skipped over in Mark's gospel today, we're missing Mark's account of the feeding of the 5,000. And I think it's really important that we remember that it happened at just this moment. Because we've just been told that Jesus and his disciples are themselves very hungry. In part, they're hungry because they can't get a moment's peace with the crowds around them. And Jesus still has such compassion for the crowd that when he sees them, of course he teaches them, but he also feeds them. And not only that, the disciples become agents of that feeding. In Mark's account, Jesus takes the bread, breaks the bread, gives it to the disciples, and it's from the hands of the disciples that the 5,000 are fed. They are equipped 
and sent out to feed the people. So Jesus cares for that crowd, of course for their minds and for their souls, for their religious instruction. But he cares for their bodies too. He makes sure that their bellies are filled when they are hungry. That is how deep his compassion is for them. And so that's the interlude that's missing, and we get to this part where it says when they crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret. And of course, the feeding of the 5,000 only amplifies Jesus' reputation in that area. And so more and more crowds are following him. It says wherever he went, villages, cities, farms, people are rushing out with their sick. They bring them to him on mats and lay them down so that they can touch even the hem of his garment. And everyone who touches that garment is healed. That healing is a healing of their physical bodies. This is the same Jesus who fed hungry people. He wants them to be well. But it is also a healing of their relationships, of their place in society. At this point in time, many people believe that if you were sick, it was because you were disfavored by God. And if you were well, it was a sign of God's favor to you. And so sometimes the sick found themselves ostracized and outcast and uncared for. And Jesus wants to restore those relationships, wants to give those folks a place back into the society and a place where they might start to care for those who love them too. He heals their physical bodies and at the same time he restores their relationships. So I wonder today, what is leaving you feeling like a sheep without a shepherd? Where might you be longing for Jesus' compassion in your life today? Is it from this lonely and isolated year? From the fears that have surfaced for our security, economic, and our health? Maybe old wounds that were never truly healed. Maybe it's a disconnection from the things and the people that used to bring you joy. Maybe you're feeling a lack of direction, really needing the shepherd to help you guide, to help you know which way to go. Or something else that I cannot imagine, but that Jesus sees. Because whatever it is, all of those things, all of those hurts, those fears, those insecurities, physical ailments, all of these things, Jesus sees them and has compassion for us, just as he did for that crowd in Mark's gospel. And his desire for us is for wholeness and strength. Jesus' desire for that is so strong that he came to us came even to the cross, to the grave, and to the resurrection to see our complete healing, to see us restored, beloved, and whole in his embrace. And even when the crowd is hounding him, he is there to heal. Even in his own hunger, he feeds the people who need it. He is there with compassion. 
And that compassion has not run out, even to us today. But beyond that, like the apostles and the disciples before us, we are invited into this work through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the promise of our baptism, even in our own weakness, we get to be agents of healing for others. We get to feed the hungry, heal the sick. We get to mirror Jesus' compassion to the world. And we get to be sent in his name to spread that wonderful healing news. That is good news to me today. And I hope it is for you as well. Amen.